If the greatest athletes of all time still need training, then how much more do the key leaders in your church need training? The fact is, they do need training, but if you're going to do it right, then you need to put together training events that are helpful, effective, and one that leaves them longing for the next event. Well, in this episode, we're going to continue our discussion of the three-part series on how to conduct church leadership training events that people want to be a part of. Stay tuned. Welcome to Church Tips, the daily show designed to give you practical ideas and strategies you can use to get better, break barriers, and grow the church. Thanks for joining us today. Now here are your hosts, Dick and Jonathan Hardy. When I was growing up, I wanted to be six foot six in height. I landed at six foot four. So six foot four is pretty tall, uh, comparatively speaking, but I wanted to be six six. So as I'm starting to date the nerdy guy that I am, I decide to find this woman by the name of Pat Majeski, who's five foot ten. Because if you want to have a tall son, that's what I was hoping for. Mm. I wanted to marry a tall wife, tall woman. So Pat and I get married, and she's five foot ten, and we have this son. Come and on he, now. He ends up at mm. six foot four. And so yeah. I was hoping six six, six ten, something like that, so that he'd make it big in the NBA and be right. able to take care of old dad when he's oh, old. No, but it I'm didn't sorry. happen. Let it didn't you happen. down. Let me down. So we just get to partner doing podcasts like this for you. <laughs> but honestly, uh, Jonathan and I have were both very privileged to play with some very good basketball players in junior high and high school. Me all the way back in 1972, Jonathan in the year 2000, and we both had successful, very successful high school senior years. Only lost a total, I think, of three games between the two of us yeah. in total that senior year. So we felt very blessed. Along the way, part of that blessing was I had Coach Linky, he had Coach Simpson that helped way before February and March hit when it's all exciting to watch basketball, way back at the beginning in October, November, they were doing training. They were walking us through training. They were coaching us and bringing us along. So what does that have to do with us as pastors and church leaders? Well, we're doing the same thing. We're taking people, good good volunteers, good athletes, good volunteers, and helping them be the very best they can be. So that's why these uh, episodes that we've been uh, producing, this is the third of a three-part series, have been designed to give you 14 church uh, leadership training ideas to help your training be all it needs to be. So uh, I want to jump into the very first one today. We've gone through nine, Mm -hmm. so we're going to talk through, uh, did I do that right? We've We've gone through 10. We've gone through 10, so we're going to do four more today. And the very first tip for you, should seem like a no-brainer, but you got to pay attention to it. Be obsessive with start and finish times when you're training people. And the reason for that is you are telling people what you feel about their time. And because their time is valuable. Right. And we've talked in previous uh, episodes about how people are giving up their time maybe on a Saturday morning for training. And if you say the training starts at 9 then you need to start at nine. Yeah. If you say the training is going to end at 10, you end at 9.58, <laughs> not 10.01. Because when you do that, who complains because you get out early? Yeah. Nobody. So if you'll be obsessive with start and finish times, you're going to see then people want to come back to yeah. your training, and that's a key for you. Well, in the moment that I, I feel like you cross over that 10 o'clock uh, you know, illustration, at, then at, from that point on, everyone is thinking about one thing yeah. of 
how much longer are we going to go? Longer. Because you said 10, and it's 1001, 1002, 1003, 1004. Yeah. And you just, you know, it just keeps going. And you're like, everyone's you looking lose. at their watch. You lose. Yeah. And so they're looking at their watch. At this point, you have lost them mentally. You, they're, they're no longer paying attention because the thing they're paying attention to, first and foremost, is... When am I getting out now? Now some may because they don't have anything coming up next. Yeah. They don't have the kids' soccer game to go to or whatever. But some do. Yeah. And and so then they're thinking, okay, how do I slip out? How how am I going to get out of here without being a major distraction? And believe me, when you do that, you've just told them don't come to the next training yeah. because they can't trust you to do what you say you're going to do. Yeah, that's good, right? There. Second one. Okay, Jonathan. second thing. So you want to think like your team or the volunteers. So when you go into a training. You want to think, you want to put your, you want to put their mind in your mind. In other words, you want to act like a missionary, kind of like missionary does when they're going to go to uh, some other foreign country. Right. Well, what do they do? They study the culture. They study the language. They go and they immerse themselves in the way of life and the way for, they think for that culture. Right. So that way they can reach them. Well, the same thing is true for us as we're getting ready to train uh, people, whether it's uh, staff, whether it's volunteers, or whoever it is in the church that you're going to be doing trainings for. You want to make sure that you're putting your mind, you're, you're putting yourself in their shoes. Right. You're thinking like them. You're you, so you're going into it saying, okay, they just worked. Uh, a full 40 plus hours this week, uh, maybe 50 hours, could have been 60 hours. And now uh, they're coming on a Saturday. So how can I make this worthwhile for their time? Uh, or it might be just the way that they uh, view life and how they view the church. You know, you're the, if you're the pastor, yep. the, they're the, the, the people that are uh, attending the church and involved in the church. How do they view what they're coming to? How do they view this training? Because you view it from your perspective. How do they view it from their perspective? Yep. Putting your mind, uh, changing your mindset to think like them is huge. So that's the second thing. That really is. The third thing is to ask for feedback. Now, this should go without saying, but we're going to say it. You're never going to you're never going to get better if you don't have people who experience what you've done, uh, what you provided for them, yes. to talk to you and say this is good, this is good. Most people are going to tell you everything's wonderful, Pastor. Yeah, everything's yeah. fine. But every so often, you'll get somebody who'll say, you know, when you made that illustration like this, it really didn't do what you wanted to do. Mm -hmm. Well, you need to know that, and you need to be open to that. You need to and and you need to uh, make it safe for people to give you feedback. Yeah. Uh, honestly, uh, anytime I'm doing a training, I wanna have pre-printed ahead of time mm -hmm. forms that allow them to respond mm -hmm. anonymously. Um, you know, was this mm -hmm. what things like great, yeah. was this worth your time? Did this meet your expectations? Um, you know, how was the food? You yeah. know, not 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 a twenty page question, but, but four, five, six things that you would like to have them answer. Just yeah. yes, no, or a ranking. Somehow that there's no name on it, and they can be safe and secure in giving you that feedback. That's going to help you. And by the way, you don't give that to them until the end. Yes. So wait till you're done. They're not on their not table right. uh, beforehand, and then the, you know you're gonna have people just fill the thing out before. Wait till the end, then hand it out. Which means, of course, you've got to finish up. If you're supposed to be done at ten, yeah. you better hand that out at nine fifty-five, so yeah. that by uh, nine fifty-eight 
you're sending them out the door. Yeah, I really like that. And I think, too, the way you – there's a couple of things that come to mind as you're talking about that. First is asking the right questions. So what are the things you're wanting to evaluate on this training? Yeah, right. What's the feedback you want? Don't ask feedback for something that you don't care how they're going to answer. Right. Ask the feedback for the things that you genuinely want to know. Second thing is the way you ask the questions is huge. If you just ask all yes or no questions, it's not going to be as effective for you. But what if you ask people to rate? You know, rate the one, food, one to, one to, five, one to five or yeah, one right, to 10, whatever. Right. Rate the content of the training, right? Then, and of course, obviously you mentioned keeping it anonymous is huge as well. But um, I think making sure you're asking the right questions uh, and evaluating the right things is, is exactly. very important. Exactly. Okay, last, one, last thing, um, critique your training. Uh, this, is, this is on your end where you want to make sure that you critique your training. So now... This means you might um, you know you're, you're going to analyze it. You're going to look at it and say, okay, what what did I do that went well? What did I do that could be improved for next time? How could I incorporate people in the training more to keep it more engaging? What other elements can I use to make it more engaging? And of course, we've talked about some of this stuff um, in episodes nine and ten. So you can go back and check those out if you haven't uh, listened or watched those yet. But what you want to do is you got to figure out. You get you got to, basically it's a self evaluation of the training itself, of the content, of your presentation, of and and, and I'd encourage you if you didn't, um, if you have it re- recorded, go back and watch it. Yeah. Um, and if you're getting ready to do a training, once you think ahead now and say, let me record this so that I can figure out what, so I can analyze it and make it better. And I strongly encourage video recording yourself. Yes, yes, sorry. That's so, what I meant. But yeah, yeah. Uh, because you want to watch your mannerisms yes. when you're doing this. Absolutely. And be sure you've just gotten done asking for feedback. So you've got these papers where people have done things. Mm-hmm. So part of your um, critiquing is actually paying attention yeah. to what people said to you. Yeah. And this just goes to the whole idea of constantly working to improve. And, uh, you know, we in one of the episodes, we're going to be talking about um, creating that culture of improvement because improving things is so important for us. We're never going to be we're never going to strive for excellence, but we because we excellence is different in everyone's opinion. But improvement is something we can always work toward. How can we take what we've done and make it better? So that's what you want to do as you critique your training. How can I take what I've done? and make it better. And really, I would encourage you to do that with your overall leadership in life. And that's why we want to encourage you to take the five-day leadership challenge yep. if you have not yet done so. Uh, this is a five-day, 15-minute per day investment in your life and leadership to help you get better and improve your personal leadership. Because the better you are as a leader, the better you're going to be leading the church and the ministry, and it's just going to help you make a bigger difference. And so you can sign up for that. It's free. Go to leaders.church slash challenge. Again, leaders.church slash challenge. You can sign up for that and uh, and you'll be good to go. So Dick, give us a quick recap here of what we talked about today. Well, we've just talked about, and, and uh, we're not going to go through all uh, 10 of the items. So you can certainly watch uh, and or listen to episodes nine or 10. But the but the the four that we talked about today is to be obsessive. Number first, to be obsessive with the start and stop times. Uh, secondly, was to think like your team and volunteers. Yes. Third is to ask for feedback. And a fourth is to critique your own training. If you'll do these four things, along with the 10 that we talked about, I know we're talking about a boatload a of things ideas. to do, right. but if you'll do these things, you'll see your ability to lead your uh, training uh, at to brand new levels. Yep. And when, when you get better through the five-day leadership challenge, and you and you train better 
your volunteers get better, your ministry gets better. Everything goes better. And I might just add too that, you know, while we kind of just, um, you know, fed you with a, a fire from the fire hydrant in some regards over these three uh, episodes, the idea is you, you're not, you just take one, start with one. Right. How can I take one idea here of these 14 ideas and implement them to make it better? That's all, I mean, start there. And then once you get well, that one down, go down the next one. And so just, in, you know, slowly as you can, implement these things and this is what's going to help make your trainings the most effective the most engaging and most beneficial for those that are part of it exactly so uh before you go today make sure to subscribe if you haven't yet subscribed to our channel whether it's youtube whether it's one of the podcast platforms we would love to have you subscribe so you can get notified of Absolutely. future episodes coming out and uh anything else nope that's it We're all good right to go. well thank you so much for being with us today we'll look forward to seeing you next time until then take care and be blessed Hey, Jonathan here, real quick before you go. Did you know 71% of pastors report being extremely stressed or highly stressed? 90% of pastors feel worn out working between 55 to 75 hours per week. And then get this, 70% of pastors say they have a lower self-esteem now than when they started ministry. Can you relate to any of that? In reality, everything in your ministry rises and falls on your leadership. So investing in your leadership is essential to staying healthy and growing the ministry. And that's why I want to invite you to join us inside the Leaders.Church membership. It's your opportunity to invest in your leadership. This online streaming service for pastors gives you access to more than 300 videos plus training material to level up your leadership and improve your ministry skills. If you're ready to give your leadership growth a boost, simply go to leaders.church slash boost. Again, that's leaders.church slash boost. Well, thanks again for joining us today on the Church Tips Podcast. We'll look forward to seeing you next time.